Good morning. Good to see each and every one of you here this morning. I want to say again what was said before. Thank you to all those who were involved with the, with the food pantry, who came yesterday, who prayed for us, who contributed money. Uh, if you contributed in any way, this was a congregational effort. Uh, we thank you so very much uh, for being involved with that. That's, uh, you know, that's just one of the ways that uh, we show this community, that we show people living just right down the street the love that Jesus offers. Uh, and if you were involved and, uh, and you participated in that, you saw uh, something great yesterday. And I was so thankful to be a part of it and looking forward to many more opportunities to spread the love of Christ in our community as we continue forward uh, serving together. You, a very special person created in the very image of God, somebody that is unique. There is no person in this world that is specifically like you, created, like I said, in the image of God with the similar personality to God, with uh, uh, with similar character traits, similar attributes, um, a very special being, you. And you are somebody that you cherish. You, uh, we all love ourselves. <laughs> we all uh, love ourselves to a certain degree, and you are somebody that is special. Now, what happens? What happens when somebody else comes along and crushes that thing that is very special, you, by saying something mean to you, by hurting you in some way, by doing something to you that disrespects you, by taking your identity, crumpling up like tinfoil and throwing it behind their shoulder, what they did to you or what they didn't do for you. What happens when somebody takes you, somebody that is so very special, disrespects you and doesn't show the love of Jesus to you? Human selfishness leaves in its wake broken hearts, broken lives, broken families. And if that describes you, if you are in the situation this morning where you have been hurt by somebody, I am truly sorry. I am very sorry if, uh, if, if that describes you uh, this, this morning. Uh, it's, not, uh, it's not fair, uh, the selfishness of, of people. It's not fair when other people uh, don't show the love and respect that you yourself deserve, and it's not something that was supposed to happen. This morning, I want to talk about something that creates beauty from brokenness. I want, I want to talk about something that if we participate in this, if we, if we give ourselves to this idea, it will cause other people outside of the church. Um, it, it, it'll, be like, it'll be like dropping coals of fire into people's laps, shocking them, turning their heads and looking, wow, those group of people are different from everybody else. And it's a subject. It, it's, a, it's a subject that if, uh, if, if we give ourselves to it will produce so much joy in our life. And it's something that uh, might be painful.
for some. Uh, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a painful subject, what we're going to talk about this morning, and, and I sympathize with that. I want to be as delicate as I can, um, but uh, it's something that might, might hurt, but it's something that if we do not do, then we cannot draw closer to God. And that is the idea of forgiveness. We as a body of believers, as a, as a group that meets here at Laverne, we are forgiven forgivers. We are a group of people who have been forgiven. Uh, but we've, we've been forgiven of, of, our, of our sins. Everything, everything that we've ever done before has been, if, if we've truly repented and given our life to Christ, our slate has been white clean has been wiped clean. Um, our sins, though they were as scarlet, are as white as snow now. We are a new creation in Jesus. And in turn, Jesus wants us to extend that same forgiveness to other people, uh, to, to forgive others whenever they wrong me, whenever they hurt me. In preparing this lesson this morning, I, I want to be, be honest, this was uh, kind of difficult. Because in talking about the idea of forgiveness, there's so many different directions that you can go. Um, forgiving yourself, forgiving people outside of the church. But just for clarification, what we are going to talk about this morning is the idea of forgiveness, forgiving people inside of the church, forgiving other Christians who may wrong us or may hurt us in some way. So... To, um, before, before we jump into this idea of, uh, of forgiveness, we first must understand God's value system. What does God value above anything else? What, what does God put a price tag on? What does God value? First um, Peter chapter 2, verse 21. I'm going to read it real quick. You can turn there with me if you want. But First Peter chapter 2, starting in verse 21 says, For to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you might follow in his steps. Okay, so the Bible tells me that I am to become more like God. The example that Christ set on the cross at Calvary, I am supposed to imitate that by giving my life for other people. I am supposed to become more and more like God. I'm supposed to mold my life to his life every single day. What is important to him is what should be important to me. What makes God happy should make me happy. What, God, what makes God sad should make me sad. What makes God angry should make me angry. And what God values is what I should value. And to find that, to find out what God values more than anything else, we need to look at the foot of the cross, at the price that God paid for all of us and, uh, through, through his sacrifice of Jesus. Um, when you pay for something, when you uh, spend your money, your time, your energy towards something, um, then that is an indication of how much you value that thing, right? Say if I have a, if I have a boat, I, I buy this uh, $50,000 pontoon boat, 
and uh, I spend so much money on it. I spend every Friday and Saturday uh, cleaning it and going out on the lake, taking my family out. Uh, that is an indication if I spend all that time, all that money, all that effort into that boat, that means that I put a high price tag on that possession. I value that um, so very much. So what we give ourselves to financially, emotionally, whatever, that's what we value. And in looking at Jesus' sacrifice, God gave his only son, the thing that he valued above anything, above anything. Um, so if we want to figure out what God values, we need to look at what God, the price that God paid um, through his son, through his son Jesus. Um, God paid the price of his son uh, to give you and to give me an opportunity to enter uh, a joyous relationship with, with him. Uh, God values, God puts a very high price tag on relationships. It's something that God values tremendously. Relationship with himself, we look at the, we look at the Trinity, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, he values his relationship with humanity. Um, he sent his son to die for us, for, for, for humans. And he values relationships with humanity itself, our relationships with each other. So it's pretty safe to say that God puts a very high price tag on relationships. God values what we think of other people. God values our relationship with others. And when talking about biblical forgiveness, biblical Bible forgiveness is the process of restoring these broken relationships that God cherishes so very much. If you would, turn with me to Colossians chapter 3, verse 13. It's on the screen here. Colossians chapter 3, verse 13 says, Bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. When I forgive somebody, um, I am uh, uh, I am mirroring mirroring um, the process of forgiveness that God has extended to me. Uh, when I extend an arm of forgiveness to another person, to Whoever that is, I'm doing the same thing that God in Christ did for me. Look at, uh, look at another verse in Matthew chapter 18, starting in verse 15. Matthew 18, verse 15. And this is, uh, this is kind of the biblical model for the process of forgiveness among Christians that, that we look to, that we teach, um, and that we follow today. Matthew chapter 18, verse 15 through 20. It says... If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have gained your brother. But if he does not listen, take one or two others along with you so that every charge may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And, he, if, and if he refuses to listen even to the church... Let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. Truly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. 
Again, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among you. Okay, so the biblical model of forgiveness, when somebody does something to me within the church, if somebody talks bad about me, if somebody does anything to me that disrespects me and that causes me to have a negative view of that person over time, what God desires me to do is to go to that person and to lovingly confront them, tell them, hey, you know, what happened back there, what happened didn't really make me feel that great. <laughs> it made me feel really bad. It hurt me. And so the biblical model of forgiveness and the implication of this passage is that God's desire for us as Christians is to do everything that we can, everything that we possibly can to go to that person first. And if that doesn't work, then take some take a group of people. And, and if that doesn't work, get the elders involved. Um, do everything that we possibly can to make amends for the relationship and to restore the relationship. That's the implication of this passage. Um, and uh, so, so Bible forgiveness, and in talking about this idea, it, it requires something that's, that's very difficult. And um, like I said, it was, it's difficult for me to uh, prepare um, a sermon like this because uh, sometimes I look in my life and I'm not all that great at it. But Bible forgiveness requires, it requires confrontation. It requires loving confrontation, and that is something that I hate. And if you're like me, I'm sure there's a lot of you like me. Uh, I absolutely hate confronting people because you want people to like you, right? But what the Bible says and what Jesus wants me to do is to, uh, when, whenever something negative happens and, and it causes me to have this negative view of somebody else, God wants me to go to that person and to settle it, to restore, to mend the relationship. Uh, and uh, so loving, lovingly confronting someone when, when this tension exists, it, it, it's really difficult, but it is so imperative if we want to flourish uh, in Jesus. And I'm not trying to say that, uh, that all relationships are, um, are, are our responsibility to fix. There, there are just some relationships that cannot be salvaged because uh, the other person may not be willing at all to repent and to turn to Jesus. Uh, so not all relationships are, are possible to be salvaged, but the biblical model when it comes to forgiveness is that God wants me to do everything in my power to restore that relationship with my brother or sister in Christ and to, to, to cling close to them and, and to mirror my relationship with Jesus just as he has forgiven me, I forgive other people all the same. Um, Turn with me, uh, if you will, to Matthew chapter 16. Uh, again, it's on the screen. Uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 15. It says, But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. So, this says that when I don't follow this biblical model of forgiveness, 
that's a pretty serious offense. It's a pretty serious offense whenever I refuse to even engage in this process, um, to when I've refused to forgive somebody of a wrong that they've committed against me. The Bible says that if that describes me, then God's not going to forgive me either. Uh, so if that's you this morning, if you have something against somebody, something something that you, a grudge that you have against another brother, sister, whatever it may be, change that today. Change that. Because in God's eyes, that is a, that is a very, very serious offense. Holding, holding something against somebody without dealing with it properly. I can remember when I was a, uh, a teenager, uh, when I was a young teenager, 10 Ten years ago, um, I'm 24 now, uh, when I was 14, I, I can remember vividly uh, in, uh, in, in church whenever two people were, um, were having an argument uh, and, and when, whenever two people didn't necessarily like each other, I can remember those two people didn't even have to say anything. I could sense as a young person that they didn't like each other. And you know, if you, you you can you can tell when two people are at odds with one another, when they don't like each other. And I grew up thinking that that was kind of the way that it was, that that was normal. So my point in that is that if we do not uh, use the God-given courage that we have the courage that God has given to us to lovingly confront somebody whenever they have committed something wrong against me in the church, then don't expect anybody younger than you to follow the same pattern, to follow the biblical model. Because whatever you may be holding against somebody without dealing with it properly, that sets an example for somebody younger than you. So um, forgiving somebody the way that the Bible tells us to is so very important. And the true model of forgiveness is that we are to relentlessly pursue broken relationships because uh, that's, what, that's what Jesus has done for us. That is the um, very same thing that he has done for every single Christian. Um, Back to what I said at the beginning. You are somebody that is so very special. You are unique. Um, you have your own personality traits. Jesus, likewise, is somebody a lot more special than you. <laughs> so he is, he is somebody that is so high above us. Somebody so precious in the eyes of God. And what he did... He came down to earth, gave his life for me, and then turned around and forgave me. He forgave me even though, when, even when I was a sinner, even when I, um, even when I uh, rejected, uh, rejected God, God willingly gave me an opportunity to come back into him. And I think when I forgive somebody, um, this, this process of forgiveness... Uh, forgiving somebody is just a small price to pay 
when it has to come, when, when it comes to Jesus' sacrifice for what he did for me. Psalm chapter 103, verse 12 says, As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. If you wanted to take a, uh, uh, two spaceships and tell them to go the complete opposite direction, uh, tell, uh, tell, one of them, tell one of them to go that way and another one to go that way. And they keep going, they keep going, they keep going. Um, and, uh, and they go on forever, they will, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not really, I don't know how aerospace works at all, but, uh, <laughs> but if they keep going, they're, they're not going to meet. Um, and in the same way, God has removed my sin as far from me as those two spaceships. God has taken my sin from me, crinkled it up into a little ball, and chucked it across the universe as far away from me as it could possibly be. He's forgiven me. He accepts me back into his fold. And what he wants me to do in turn is the same thing to other people, to forgive others whenever they wrong me. And if you think about it, that's such a small price to pay compared to what Jesus did for me. We are a community of forgiven forgivers. I, I love Josh's sermon last week uh, about how we as the congregation at Laverne, we are not a society, but we are a community, a community of believers that help each other when we need help, that, that encourage each other that when, when we need encouragement, uh, that are joyful together when, in, in times of joy, that cry together in times of pain. We are a community that helps each other, but we're also a community that forgives one another. And I was thinking about this this morning. The way that other people outside of our body, outside of the church, see us as different. I mean, we, we, did, the, we did the food pantry yesterday. Um, they see that. They, they see the, the love that Jesus um, has shown through stuff like that, um, but one of the big ways that people outside of the church, um, one of the ways they see us as different is through this very idea. Wow, those are a group of people who forgive willingly and freely each other, uh, and it's, it's, that's what makes us the light of the world is our willingness to forgive one another. This is a sculpture of a uh, of a, a man sitting on a uh, I guess it's a little white platform. But uh, what what this is is a sculpture made out of broken glass. Uh, somebody took like a car windshield or something like that and smashed it with a hammer, picked up all the little bitty pieces, molded it together, and created something beautiful. And in the same way, we as a body of believers uh, are kind of like that sculpture. Uh, we are a group of people broken by sin. But because of our willingness to forgive, we're mended back together. And, uh, and, and the picture that that creates, the image that that presents to the rest of the world is something that is beautiful. This morning, if 
you are holding something against somebody and you haven't dealt with it properly, if you haven't given yourself to this biblical model of forgiveness, uh, if you need help in, uh, in starting this process, that's what a community is for. If you need to forgive, if you need anything, please come forward as we stand and sing.